Welcome back, everyone, to another X Factor Files Investigates podcast. X Factor Files podcast. But there's so many other X Factors. I know. I, I'm i learning all these things. So I'm trying to keep us straight from the others. I know. But I think we're the only X Factor podcast out there. Oh. I don't think anyone is covering anything else X Factor related. No. Which is fine. We have a corner on the market. That's true. Even after this, we can go so many other places. <laughs> I suppose maybe we would have make sense to check out the X Factor with the cowl on Madrox, even though it looks so bad. Oh, the first Peter David run? Yeah. Yeah, we have the omnibus. I just don't like the look. Oh, well, that was his look for a long time. I know. All Yay, right. Early 2000s. Yeah. Um, it, well, his first run, I mean, he was 70s through 90s with that cowl. Oh, um, so we're covering three issues this episode. We are in a trend that was started last week. What are we covering? 35, 36, which is a big old square, and 37, which is prime. Oh, well, math. At first I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> when you, there's a lot of uh, fun number games in square one, and I grew up watching square one. On PBS? Yes. Oh, I did not. There's like a spoof on a country song about how wonderful the number nine is. That's what helped memorize the multiples of nine. The angle dance, iconic. It's a fun spoof of the safety dance. And tessellations is just like peak 80s fashion. I don't even know what a tessellation is. It sounds like something Elon Musk owns. No, it's better than that. It's shapes that can go on for forever if you lay them next to each other. Like triangles? Yes. Or hexagons, or like the patterns you see in people's tile. Okay. Or the fun things where like it's birds and it's always birds, and in this big area, there's no space in between the birds. Okay. They're fun. Okay. I take your word for it. (laughs) It makes me think of those shapes that you'd have in elementary school where you had to like play with them. I never knew what that game was. The plastic things that you get in math class. Yeah, that'd be like blue, big squares, yellow little squares. And... There are diamonds and stuff, and you could make shapes. I don't yeah. know what we were supposed to learn out of that, other than how to tile. No. Maybe they were planning for us all to go into, like, masonry, <laughs> make some backsplashes, maybe. Okay, but I do want to make a backsplash or something. That would be nice. We can just get those sheets of tiles yeah. <laughs> that are, like, one foot by one foot. Yes. And it looks like a fun pattern that you've done yourself, but you haven't. Dear listener, fun fact, all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. I knew that. Oh. At the very least, I knew that. Well, there you go. Okay. So I don't have any uh, pop culture facts for this. Oh. Yeah, because we're changing the format a little. We're going with multiple issues. So I'm going to see how it goes in terms of time and what we cover what discussions we get into when we do cover multiple issues for multiple episodes in a row so listeners if you want the pop culture pop-up to come back please let us know um i will do it i can see myself doing it in the future i just didn't do it for this episode oh and the date is the printing dates or whatever cover dates Mm -hmm. whatever the date is that it says on here yes we're starting with November of 2008. Okay. So 
We're marching through the decade. Yeah. We started in 2005. Which is bonkers. Yeah. Okay, let's dive into this. So uh, we still have some art that I do not like. Same. I mean, Larry Stroman, please get off this book. (laughs) It's not the house style for X Factor. And it's like a splash of cold water when you open up one of these because the covers are beautiful. Right, and those are consistent at yes. some point yeah um it's the last issue that we get to number 37 the art goes back um or at least valentine delandro is much closer to pablo Ramond. pablo Ramondi. Ramondi. yes i had that sudden like is it Ramondi? is it Ramondo? oh when you make it partway through a word but or your brain throws in some thing for you to question so issue 35 is sort of our hangover from Secret Invasion. We just did the scroll thing. So now we need to tie up some loose ends in this issue. Yes. And it starts with Darwin's dad, who is... Um, some dude. Yeah. Drawn poorly. <laughs> Correct. Um, but he is in the hospital. And Maddox, Monet, Strong Guy are all there um, because the carbon copy of the check that he used to pay X factor Mm -hmm. who is not going, who's going by XF investigations. Yes. Very secret in Detroit. (laughs) One could never have told. No. Um, The carbon copy of the check has their name on it. So the police contacted them. Apparently Mr. Munoz was shot in the head Mm. and miraculously survived. And then we get Longshot appearing back at the house mm. with Siren and oh, Strong Guy is there. Strong Guy goes after Longshot to be like, he's a scroll. Yes. And Longshot's like, I'm not a scroll. And it's there's some hilarity that goes back and forth. And then Longshot eventually encounters with, why would I, if I was a scroll, why would I show up in a form that you know is an imitation and not something that you wouldn't know is a scroll? Yeah. You already met the long shot that was a scroll why would we repeat yes poor strong guy this was not what he bargained for today yeah he wasn't looking for a logic puzzle no um so siren saves the day basically um (laughs) she had poor strong guy actually had siren write it all down for him no as to why um and we cut to Darwin, who's in a tank. We don't necessarily know why. Not like an army tank, like no. a medical tank, like tank if, of fluids. Yes, like a back to tank in Star Wars. Yes. And so there's a bad guy there trying to figure out how his X gene works, trying to do other nefarious things. Yes. Like they always do. Because it's a good mutation. They want to copy it. Uh, yes. Probably for army things. Probably. And so they try injecting one person with it, and the person basically melts into nothingness. Yeah, it's gross. Like, it's like growing into a blobby creature and then liquefies. Yeah, like all sorts of blisters and then just a sack. Yep. So. Strong Guy is taking Longshot to the hospital. There is an exchange where 
Strong guy's like, I thought you were with Dazzler. And Longshot's like, it didn't really work out. All these women kept wanting me. <laughs> and he's you like, no, like they do. And Dazzler called me a slut. <laughs> and he asked, what is a slut? <laughs> and Strong Guy says, ask She-Hulk. Oh. <laughs> and Longshot's like, okay, but I'll tell her that you told me to. So Strong Guy's like, never mind. And I mean, She-Hulk, she's just having fun. I'd have fun with Hercules. We're not <laughs> we're not here to slut shame She-Hulk. Absolutely not. Good for her. So they get there, Richter goes off, and Longshot, he's a scrawl. Take two. So Guido gives Richter the sheet of paper. Richter can barely figure it out. <laughs> he asks for Monet's help and she's like, drop dead. <laughs> but also Longshot, because she apparently is under he has pheromone powers. Yeah, the way that it's written, it makes it sound like women can't resist him. You're right. Is it just his luck? I don't know if it's luck. If it's pheromones, is it? Mm. I don't know. Maybe it's problematic. Yes. So, yes. Um, his uh, powers of attraction also work on the police detective. So Guido's like, get out. <laughs> just get out. Yeah. Um, and then we get introduced to another power of long shots. Like this is more information on long shot than I've have ever, ever had. Yeah, because I'm like he's just some dude with a mullet. Yeah, but and now here he is with probability powers, pheromone powers, and apparently he can do a psychic read off of objects. Yeah, he's like Adrian Frost, who I was just reading about in Generation X. She can do the same sort of thing. Mm. That bitch, though. Yeah literally <laughs> that's a tangent for another day yes but also she got the sword that killed her husband so she could watch him die over and over again <laughs> that was a tangent okay all right so he what did he touch the wallet okay whose wallet oh mr munoz is they're trying to okay. figure out why what happened to him okay and there's a flashback of him paying Madrox and X-Factor walking away, Darwin walking away with his dad. And then what seems to be not long of a distance, mm. there's a van that pulls up and he's like, we're going for a ride. I arranged for transportation and they kidnapped Darwin. Mm. So now we know why Darwin or how Darwin was taken. Yes. Which we didn't know before. Right. Like I was very confused when I got here. I'm like, wasn't he just off with his dad? Yeah. Why is he in the tank? And now we find out the dad sold him out for half a million dollars. Yeah, he did. This is, but it's still weird. Like, I feel like X-Factor is still within eyesight if they just turned around. Oh. So um, instead of getting paid, the dude shoots Darwin's dad in the head. Yeah. Oh, there's a Marvel Unlimited. There is. Digital comics. Yeah. Comics your mom can't trash is the tagline. Yeah. Which is odd. Um, so there's some images of the ghostly apparition of Longshot chasing after this van. And he got the license plate number. So that's exciting. Yep. They sort of regroup to strategize. Uh, Madrox makes a dupe. The dupe. Oh, the dupe was not there to strategize. The dupe was there as, as an accident because Madrox smacks his hand and was like, son of a, mm -hmm. at the betrayal of Darwin's dad. And this dupe sort of like slinks off into the background and basically smothers 
Mr. Munoz. No. Puts a pillow over his face and pushes down. He sort of deserves it. And then, yeah. But Maddox is not on board with that. Yeah. Murder. Absorbs the dupe. He's just like, and we're done. But then that throws him into a panic of like, but the dupe is me. And I was about to commit murder. Mm. I'm not that kind of guy. Yeah. So there's some existential things happening. Um, they basically have to get kicked out of the room because all the equipment is going off because there's no longer a pulse. Oh. And that's how we leave the issue. All right. Yeah. Some good background, some good exposition, like yep. for random loose threads being tied up. Mm-hmm. It gives, it does a good job of filling out an actual story and not just wrapping up, up loose sense for the sake of it. Right. Like they did with Pushing Daisies at the end. It was very sad. So yeah, now we are back to 36, back to Darwin in a tank. In the paper issue, there is a nice little aside that um, Peter David's daughter, Caroline, not only starred kindergarten, but has a brand new favorite TV series, Ben 10, and its sequel, Ben 10 Alien Force. She dances to the theme song and likes to use her Omnitrix, which I don't know what that is, but it came from Toys R Us, Mm. RIP. Yeah. Uh, to transform into wild mutt and leap around the living room growling, which is fine, except for when we have to walk. <laughs> so we get Darren trying to make his way out of the tank. He's beating on it. And the guy's like, oh, if only you could get out. And please keep punching. Har, har, har. It's so entertaining for me. Except Darwin evolves some superpower strength and breaks through. So, yeah, like they want his power, but they sure didn't study up on what he can do. Yeah. It's very strange. So he, the big bad in the Karma Project, it has been revealed. Um, it arranged for the whole kidnapping thing and also like just lays out all the betrayal bits He's like really doesn't he, have to dig for it. He's evil villain monologuing he in is. a big way. Very classic. And it has a scene with a tear rolling down Darwin's face mm-hmm. as he learns the betrayal before he rages and gets sucker punched. Oh. So they eventually subdue him. And yeah. They so just, Darwin is still captured. Yes. Okay. Escape attempt number one. Unsuccessful. Unsuccessful. So X-Factor shows up at this dude's door, who I thought was Madrox at one point because, because the art. The art. So they track down the license plate from the van. It leads back to this person. They do some basic questioning, and the dude's like, I don't know, it was stolen. Okay, bye. So after they leave, he gets on the phone to be like, there's people in asking questions. What's happening? And who's there but Monet? So that's fun. Yep. Like a good bait and switch yep. situation. And the dude shoots her a bunch in a panic. And she, and for two panels, she's lying down on the ground, which I feel would not usually happen mm. to them. She's tougher than that. She is. And we know she is. So long shots right there. 
He punches the dude out. Or not out. He just punches the dude, yep. I should say. Because Monet is like, you ruined my Louis Vuitton shirt. <laughs> Mad Dog says, put him down. And she slams him down and knocks him out. So that's when he loses consciousness. And it's great. Um, because he's like, great, he's unconscious. And Em's like, well, I was annoyed. Yeah. Don't mess with her uh, her shirts, her uh, couture. Her fashion. Yes. So we get a second jump with Longshot's powers. He's back in the van. Yep. They're continuing the drive. There's a warehouse. M is sort of telepathically looping everyone in on what's happening. Yes. So there are text boxes of different colors. So there's green for Madrox. There's yellow for Strong Guy, who thinks that this apparition of Longshot can actually change mm. what actually happened. Like, can you just grab Darwin? <laughs> and when he's like, because he's not actually there. Yeah. You idiot. Which poor Strong Guy. I feel like he's not normally this dense. Maybe. No. I don't know. I think it's in character for him. Oh, I would like him to not be, no. <laughs> not be that. Um, so they go in and the big bad is there with a glowing eye looking straight at Longshot. And Longshot is basically thrown out of his vision. Mm. Before we turn the page, oh. there's something that you skipped over that is a traditional Marvel thing. That they had to do once a year in every single book, which is the statement of ownership, which is a legal thing that you had to print. And um, this goes back decades, like once a year in every single title, there'd have to be a statement of ownership. So uh, the interesting thing is the number of issues that they sold in the past 12 months. So uh, the uh, number of single issue published nearest to the filing date was... Uh, 59,799. So you're looking at just below 60,000 issues within one year. So if you divide that by 12. Oh. So. 5,000 issues a month. Yep. And then so is that just X Factor? Just X Factor. Um, Does it list all the titles? No, it's per title. Oh. So um, if there's tons of math. So, and then they have to go into like copies not distributed, average number of copies each issue during preceding 12 months, 4,587. Actual number of copies, single issue published nearest to filing date, 4,028. So it looks like circulation might be dipping down. Oh. Um, so that's where we are with the title. I forget when I they've seen these before. I have, they're not in current comics so i don't know how they're it might be digital now where they just have to post it digitally once a year i'm not sure oh. where you can find sales data but that's how you could track it as a reader any person could read that once yeah. a year all right so long shot was knocked on his ass by this guy with the glowing eye yes and monet just kisses him and then we get madrox and song guy and Maddox is like, good thing Richter's not here. He'd be jealous. And Strong Guy asks, of which one? <laughs> and Maddox says, dot, dot, dot. Honestly, I don't know. No. So they're making allusions to yes. Richter being queer. Oh, we're building up to it. Yeah. 
but not in a fun not i didn't necessarily appreciate it building up in that way hmm but i don't know i just it just rubbed me the wrong way so now they go back to siren at and victor at headquarters terry has to pee all the time yes and which is why she's at headquarters like not only is she pregnant shouldn't be in danger she has to go to the bathroom all the time so she is tethered to the nearest restroom facilities yes so he answers the door and it's val val cooper she found him yeah she didn't have to look very hard no she's known where they've been for a while yeah they just got away from her like a few issues ago like is the issue before the secret invasion stuff it was yeah um and all that action took place in like one day or something but also she was there at the end of that issue in the cafe nearly breaking mandrox's hand oh so yeah um there's a funny moment of Richard going off and Terry actually needing him to do something rather than just hovering, which mm. is what she was sort of telling him off. And then she's like, great, now I can't get up. <laughs> and it's Val who's offering her a hand up. So maybe a big reveal. Maybe not. Who knows? So now the field team, as we call them, mm-hmm. Longshot M, Strong Guy Madrox, are off in a car like a tiny little sedan thing <laughs> trying to track down this warehouse and Longshot actually does lead them to it. No address, but it's the right spot. Can't be weird. Um, I know can't. I don't know why I said can't be weird. I don't know why you said that either. What are you trying to say? Now I can't remember the two sentences, but if you squish the two sentences together of what I wanted to say. Okay. So it. anyway, they're busting into this warehouse not subtle no but Guido didn't know they were going for subtle so you can't really blame yeah. them and it makes it look as if they should be in the warehouse with a tank and you get the big bad saying blow up the warehouse since he knows that they're in and there's a fiery explosion big explosion and that's our cliffhanger for the issue yeah yeah my notes say val exclamation point blown up warehouse exclamation point so this is leading us to issue 37. Yeah. We're going to get some answers. It's a good cliffhanger. It issue. is. We, Who doesn't love an explosion on the last page? Yeah. Never knowing if your heroes are surviving or not. On the intro page, there is a segment for Peter David's home life. On the home front, my wife Kathleen saved up enough Disney rewards points over two years worth of buying Disney DVDs to get me free five free five DVD set of the entire first season of Disney's Zorro TV series, which I feel like I vaguely remember. It's from the 50s. Oh. So it's black and white. I thought there was a Zorro TV series in the 90s. Are you thinking of the Antonio Banderas movie from 1998? I feel like there was a series that came from the movie. I don't know. Okay. How cool is that? Do I have the greatest wife ever or not? Or what? And Caroline went around on Halloween as Spider-Girl. I'll try to have pictures in the next issue. And Ariel is now looking at Sacred Heart University in Connecticut as another possibility for college. Oh. So we got the full rundown of. Yeah. I, I still like those asides. Me too. What were you trying to say? I don't know. Something <laughs> about Zorro, maybe? I don't know. See, I have the two sentence thing. You just had that moment. Yep. It's a great day, dear listener. Yes. 
It's gloomy. It's raining. It's 30 degrees. We did some shoveling. It, no, it's like 37 degrees out. Oh. Yeah. When I first looked at it, it was 35, I think. Yeah. And the art is back to normal. Oh, the art. It goes back to bad. Oh, that's right. We get one issue of normal and then like a few pages of bad and then it goes back to normal it's again. It's so weird. It's so weird. I need to dig into this drama around this. Like there has to be drama. You don't change art partway through a book. No. And it, it's like he couldn't deliver that. We'll get into it next episode when okay. we cover that issue. Anyway, so we're, we're at headquarters with Terry and Val Cooper. Yep. And Val is trying to have a heart to heart with Terry, who is sort of cranky. Partly because Richter is handcuffed. Oh. Richter is just very angry all the time, I feel. Yeah. So Terry forces Val to let Richter go. She's like, I I could kill you right now. Yeah. And Val's like, would you? And Terry's like, my hormones, I haven't slept. I have a very powerful voice. You do not want to push me. Yep. And her belly is big. Yes. In one of the asides, I don't know if it was long shot or if it was the narrative, they said that Siren was prominently pregnant. Yeah. Which this must be what they mean. Yes. So that fetus is conspicuous. Yeah. So the the underling of Val's is like, I'm just doing the job. And Richter's like, I get it, but also pow in the face. Mm-hmm. It's very macho. It is unnecessary. But like we said, Richard's very crappy all the time. He is. He, where's Doc Samson? Right? Yeah. Who knows? So Val sort of lays the groundwork for the big reveal that the XF Investigations has been working for O&E. Is that what you say, O&E? Or just one? It, it has the stars in between the letters. It, it, I think it's one, just like it's shield oh. or sword. Those are periods, not stars. I know. They're fancy. They are fancy. So we get these sort of cutaway moments. We are back in the warehouse pre-explosion yep. now with the field team. We get a panel of the big bad with Darwin in the tank. And that's back to the warehouse. And what should happen, but they fall through the floor. Yep. It's a luck power. It is a luck power. So it is interesting that Strong Guy and Mandrox have flashlights, and then Longshot is just like, has this glowy eye, and it's the same effect for his eye versus the flashlights. Mm. So that's fun. They fall down. Monet somewhat taunts them a little bit. A dupe is created. Mm. Because of the fall. Because of the fall. And do you think Longshot to like be stealthy in the dark has to like close one eye? I've wondered that about <laughs> Shatterstar because <laughs> they keep making Shatterstar's eye glowy, but then he also was trying to be stealthy at one point. How? I don't know. It's not like de- their eyes have dimmer switches. <laughs> Questions we need answered. <laughs> <laughs> so. They're asking Monet for help, but then before she can go down and do anything, that's when the warehouse explodes. Okay. So good thing the most indestructible team member is the one up there. Yep. So the big bad is like, 
great. This is post-explosion. He's like, oh, good. I doubt that it actually got rid of them, but it was still nice to see. And so he goes back to monologuing again with Darwin. He's like, do you think that we got lucky and they all died or should we break out the China? Like, are they going to make their way here to our secret hideout? And Darwin just says, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah, like you do. Yep. So they sort of recover. There's just some flames around them. Mm -hmm. Flames, flames on the side of the panel. And yeah, the dupe is trying to be helpful, like overly so. Like Mandrox will say something and then the dupe will shout it. Mandrox will say something, the dupe will shout it really loud in his ear. (laughs) He's like, will you shut up? (laughs) He's like, fine, large and in charge. Monet had her clothes burned off. No. So she's fine. Yes. That's a good thing. And also vaguely threatening in case anyone makes the joke. Yes. Which the dupe then does. So Mandos is like, well, you know, you can be helpful. (laughs) He gets the shirt off the dupe and off panel. It's understood that he just absorbed that dupe right away once his shirt came off. Yes. So disappointing we did not see a shirtless mad rocks i mean we got half a torso yeah at headquarters we've got val and terry val is now talking to an empty hallway because siren is in the bathroom yes like you do Mm -hmm. and yeah it's the big reveal uh you've been working with us for months now the Tangretti case, the Mears case, the mob informant case three weeks ago. All these things. Terry can't believe it. She thinks Bell is lying, blah, blah, blah. Like the typical, like, Jamie wouldn't hide this from us. Right. Except he did. And then Val sort of gets to the point of the visit and the point of the reveal to be like, hey, you're a super preggers. Your child is a liability. Oh. Like, by the fact of them being a mutant and you're all mutants and your line of work is not really very safe. Yeah. Um, like, let us get you underground so you can be safer. Which I get, but also not a great way to present that. No. Because Terry thinks it's very threatening, which, yeah. Yeah. And, Yeah. Val is very good at like laying harsh truths on people. Mm. So we've seen that before with Madrox and now with Terry, like hurt him. We want to protect him. Siren says, I can keep him safe. Just fine. Thanks. And Val says, yeah, mutants are the poster boys for safety. Tell it to Layla Miller. Oof. Oof. And Siren just glares. Also because Val says, tell it to your father. Oh, so Siren Val is taking the low road, but she's not wrong. Yeah, like that's the thing about her. Like, it's still doing extra jabbing, mm-hmm. but it's not wrong. And yeah, Siren flies off the handle. Like someone's about to shoot Siren, and Val's like, "Stand down!" And Siren's like, "He's not dead." We'll be back, Layla, or he'll be back, Layla too. We always come back. And yeah. Well, now they really do all come back. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thanks to the five. Yes. 
And eventually Val is released. She's like, that woman has issues. Mm-hmm. Richard's like, you have no idea. She's got a full subscription. Back with the field team, Monet is drifting through this dirty tunnel in a Madrox shirt. Yes. The other ones just have to slog through the dust and the grime. And Longshot and Monet are t- very flirty. Very flirty. Um, there was a cool thing in here about the monologues and how you can tell that you've won after the fight when you can see who's left standing. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, but Pyrrhus could also say that. Like, yeah, Pyrrhic victory when you've lost everything, but also still won. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes so they're going know. through this tunnel. They reach a wall. Strong guy smashes through it. Why is he smashed through it? How do they determine? Because he's not going for subtle. Okay. So it's the end of the tunnel. Yes. Okay. And Madrox is jealous of Guido's more simplistic outlook on life of just smash it. Yeah. The wall is the metaphor for life. Mm. Guido smash. And yeah, this is an opportunity for Madrox to internally monologue about the unpredictability of his dupes. Like he didn't think he was a killer. Mm -hmm. And yet there's that dude. Um, So the strong guy busts through the wall. And there is a fleet of soldiers on the other side. Yes, goons. Yeah, just plain old goons. Yep. Well-armed goons. We get a hya on a monopoeia from Longshot. As he flings swords everywhere. So many knives. Like, how does he fling so many? I don't know. He's lucky. I mean, his bandolier is empty, so... Oh, and his eyes glowing. Yep. So swords fly out in every direction towards all these goons. Monet kicks ass, as she does. Yep. And there's a gigantic explosion that hits Strong Guy right in the chest. Yep. And power reveal. Apparently Strong Guy can absorb kinetic energy. Oh. Like Sebastian Shaw? Surprise. I did not know that about him. Yeah. Had not previously been revealed. No, had not. And yeah. He apparently causes him great pain until he can release it. Oh. And if he releases it super fast, it's great pain for people around him. Oof. Which works out well for the amount of goons that are around. Yeah. So Madrox goes up to some dude to be like, okay, you're beaten. Where's the big bad? Yep. And he's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. Madrox makes a dupe. He's like, see that? Now that my hand is in your mouth, if I do that again a dupe will be created inside of you. Do you want that to happen or do you want to answer the question? And the dupe that he had just created behind him smacks him in the head, creates the dupe. And cracks this guy like wide open, like his head. Splurch. Yeah. Is the onomatopoeia that they use. Yep. With some splatter. Strong guy says, oh, yuck. We see a blood covered hand in the next panel. And in the tiny little words, a little help mm-hmm. from the poor dupe who emerged inside of this person. Yeah. And Madrox is freaking out, like, I'm out of control. Why would you do that, dupe? And dupe was like, he had a knife. He was going to kill you. Mm. Get your head in the game. And Madrox is like, this isn't a game. Yeah, but there is a knife. And yeah, there was a knife. And the dupe was like, 
it's not about winning or losing. It's about beating the game itself. Oh. Like, get it together. Yeah. Matchbox Prime. So, I think, feel like this is another off-panel absorption. Mm-hmm. Maddox is not happy about what his dupes have been doing. Yes. So. Huh. What about me? Says the dupe, covered in gore. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind going away right now. So Maddox puts off dealing with all that drama. Monet cries, but gets shot down. Just find the answers, rip it out of some dude's head if you need to. Mm -hmm. And the big bad appears. Like, no need to search for us. We're here. Mm -hmm. Here are all these Darwin lookalikes clones behind me. Take your pick of them. And that's how the issue ends. No, it's it's not. not. Nope, it is not. That's not the cliffhanger. That's bad enough. I got used to a lot of ads. And then you turn the page. Sorry, dear listener. There's one more cliffhanger. It's back with Siren and Belle. And you think to yourself, what cliffhanger could there be now? And as they're talking, Val is like, if you had to go to the bathroom again, you should have just said so. And you can tell, like, Siren's face is drawn very well here of just total exasperation. What are you talking about? I don't have to. And then she looks down and says, oh, crap. Her water broke. Her water broke. We're about to have a baby. Double cliffhanger issue. Yeah. Honestly, I thought this the three issues would have gotten us through this arc. But I forgot nope. about some of the interstitial cliffhangers that we were provided. Yeah. A lot of fun to read through. Um, you can see how Peter David in issue 35 that we started with really sewed up the secret invasion stuff. He A couple acknowledgments of like, oh, you're a scroll and that's it. Like you can tell he was like, "We, I'm getting past this crossover because I didn't want to be a part of it. <laughs> and did it in a fun way. Like it's a fun running gag. Yep. That Guido couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Richter can't figure it out. And because Secret Invasion is still going on line wide, it's not resolved yet. Oh. It's we're just past it in X Factor. So That's he, nice. he got his two issues out of the way for it and moved on. He was more trapped in Secret Invasion with She-Hulk because that was three issues. So oh, yeah. Um it's nice that he sort of got over it and carried on with his storyline about Darwin. Which really, you wouldn't have anticipated a storyline about Darwin. No. Because he wasn't a main member of the team. He had just shown up. And now we're getting some pretty good story building or world building storytelling around him. Yes. That part. Like, it's nice for a relatively new character to have a good, like, enough of a background to fill in a lot of gaps, like, offer some personality. Um, unfortunately in this case some trauma yeah but it sort of get us used to the character right away he turned peter david turns the fragments of secret invasion into like an intriguing full-blown story yep which is nice yeah all right so let us know what you thought about these issues um i thought they were a lot of fun and despite the art just i mean uh, yeah i think next episode we're going to get through the last remnant the last remnant of stroman art but yeah 
good running gags. Yep. We're back to prime form for the team. So yes, we'll see where it takes us. We're about to have a baby. Yay. Yay. All right, everyone. We'll catch you later. Be safe. Bye.